0: Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. So I think we'd all agree that we're here today because it is Good Friday. Good Friday. That word good is hard to associate, isn't it? With the thought of Jesus dying on the cross. His body broken, his blood poured out. He had done nothing wrong, nothing wrong. Today, we know that Sunday is coming. And I guess that's what makes this inevitably good. But to get to Sunday, we reflect on Friday and we reflect on the cross. And I want to think about it tonight from the viewpoint of the disciples. See, they didn't know that Sunday was coming. They were living this out in real time. There were 12 disciples. They were hand-picked by Jesus. They learned from Jesus. They listened to Jesus. They saw how he communicated. They saw how he accepted one and all. They saw him perform miracles and wonders. The disciples were in training and they're the best teacher of all. Do you know, it's estimated they probably spent about three to four years with Jesus before we get to the upper room. And tonight, I wanna look at some of the announcements that Jesus said to the disciples as they journeyed from the upper room to the cross. And these announcements will all prove to be true. You see, there is proof in Jesus' words. And that is our title for tonight. There is proof in his words. So let's have a look at some of the announcements. And it starts off in the upper room. And Jesus makes the betrayal announcement. I want to set the scene. The disciples are with Jesus. They're sat around the table. Now they think that they're there and they are there to celebrate the Passover. They're in the upper room. It would look like a cozy meal. And Jesus opens up the conversation and I'm going to read it from Mark. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, that's Jesus, truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened and one by one, they said to him, surely you don't mean me. It's one of the 12, he replied. One who dips bread into the bowl with me. The son of man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Jesus makes the betrayal announcement. You know, I can't imagine the scene, the awkwardness, the eyes looking around the table. Can you imagine it? Is Peter saying to James, is it going to be you? They're looking around, they're trying to figure out who is it going to be? Who is going to betray Jesus? You know, the only thought of this is a really, really minuscule glimpse to an awkward table situation of the Bailey's. It came up to the night before Parents' Evening, and we were sat, the four of us, and we were talking about Parents' Evening, and I said to Ben and to Jack, is there anything you need to tell us? Is there anything we need to know before we go and meet your teachers the following night? And they both gave a resounding no. And we carried on eating, and I noticed that Ben started to look just a little bit sheepish. And then I noticed that he was starting to go a little bit quiet. I got up to clear the table and I heard Ben turn to his big brother and say, Jack, do your parents find out if you have a yellow card at Parents' Evening? And Ben and Jack turned to Ben and said, Yes, they do. You know, yeah, they do. And then all of a sudden it twigged. You see, Ben's awkwardness the way he knew that he should have owned up to his parents before the time came, started to fall on him. He became anxious and he had to fess up and he did. He had to fess up, but the disciples were sat around the table and there was a resounding, no, it won't be me. How in that moment did Judas feel? I would have felt really uncomfortable I wouldn't have been able to swallow that piece of bread. You would think it would stop him in his tracks, the guilt, the knowing it was him, the shame. But Judas was no longer focused on Jesus. He was more concerned with himself. You see, his eyes had wandered. He was more concerned with money in that moment. It's important, you know, for us, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus not get distracted thinking that the grass is greener without him life without him doesn't work we've got to keep going on our discipleship journey just a thought, they were supposed to be celebrating the Passover that night celebrating the time when God freed the Israelites from slavery into Egypt a betrayal And Jesus' announcement would put a big dent in that celebration meal, a betrayal that would lead Jesus to his death on a cross. So God can free all of mankind from slavery, from sin. And the disciples move from the upper room and they go to the Mount of Olives. And this is where Jesus makes another announcement And I want to call it the abandonment announcement. Mark 14 says, this is Jesus talking, you will all fall away. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, Today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. Jesus made the abandonment announcement. He said to them, you will all fall away. And what a contrast we see here. From Judas not speaking up to Peter speaking up. I won't disown you. But Peter did. Jesus was arrested. And Peter denies that he knows Jesus once, twice, three times. And then the rooster crows twice. And it tells us in Mark that Peter broke down and he wept. I wonder, do we ever deny Jesus? Not in an obvious way like Peter, but maybe not by speaking out that you know him, that you're a follower of him. Recently I found out that two of my school friends had died and I was reflecting on it and they were good friends and I'm glad to say that I had told them at school that I was a Christian. I'm even more glad to say that they came to a Billy Graham convention with me and they did go down to the football field and they were both saved. But I do know there's many other times where I've not told my friends about Jesus. It's important that we don't deny Jesus, that we don't deny that we are followers of him. Sometimes it takes courage. It's not always easy. But when we deny ourselves of talking about him, we deny others the opportunity to hear about him. You see, he is the only way to eternal life through the cross. And missed opportunities can lead to sadness. And Peter wept bitterly. You see, the proof was in Jesus' words. He denied Jesus. Let's get back to the next announcement as the disciples move to the, from the Mount of Olives to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus makes an emotional announcement. Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and he prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba, father, he said, Abba, daddy, everything is possible for you take this cup from me yet not what I will but what you will then he returned to his disciples and he found them sleeping Simon he said to Peter are you asleep couldn't you keep watch for one hour watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak Once more, he went away and he prayed the same thing. And when he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. Returning the third time, he said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the son of man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise. Let's go. Here comes. My betrayer. Jesus announces that his soul is overwhelmed to the point of death. Peter, James and John are all up close and personal with Jesus' sorrow. With his anguish, he went a stone's throw away to pray and they slept. You know, I read it from Mark, but Luke being the doctor actually explains the reason for them falling asleep. You see, he says that the disciples were exhausted from their own sorrow. They were exhausted from their own grief. They were overwhelmed by what was unfolding from the upper room. They slept and Jesus prayed fervently. Jesus experienced emotions. He knew what was coming, the cross, the suffering, the agony, the cruelty the pain fully innocent fully obedient to do the will of his father and what a contrast we see again you see the disciples are full of sorrow but full of sleep Jesus is full of sorrow but full of prayer the disciples fully human Jesus fully human but fully God the disciples the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak Jesus, the spirit and the flesh, willing. And the disciples' humanity and failures show us the very reason for the need for the cross. After returning and the disciples were asleep again, Jesus makes his next announcement and he says, enough, it's time. The hour has come and he's betrayed and he's arrested and he's abandoned and he's denied. Just like he told the disciples that he would be. You see the proof was in his words and then he's accused and he's put on trial and he's committed to death, a criminal's death. And he's given a crown of thorns and he carries his cross and he's nailed to the cross and he has the weight of our sin on his shoulders, and he suffers, and he bleeds, and he makes his final announcement, and the crowds hear it, and the disciples hear it. It is finished. And he bows his head, and he gave up his spirit, and he died for you and for me. You see, Jesus knew what was coming. The disciples saw all that Jesus announced came true. The disciples made mistakes. Judas made the worst mistake of his life. He literally couldn't live with the choice that he'd made. The rest of the 11 continue to be disciples. You know, if we're honest, we've all made mistakes too. There's probably times where you've betrayed Jesus, denied Him, abandoned Him, not listened to Him, been consumed with your own emotions and lost focus on Him. But it also may be that you've never believed in Him at all. See, the good news is, Jesus' death on the cross makes the difference. The cross brings hope, the cross brings healing, The cross brings restoration. The cross brings freedom from our failures, from our mistakes. The cross brings restoration. And so, Good Friday, a reminder that Jesus died on a cross for you, for me, to bridge the gap between man and God. And on Sunday, We get to celebrate but today we reflect we reflect and we thank him for his obedience his obedience to his father which is what makes it inevitably good Friday and in the end the proof was in his words and in the end the proof is in his wounds your cross my freedom your stripes my healing all praise king jesus glory to god in heaven your blood still speaking your love still reaching your cross my freedom all praise to him
1: so I'm you.
0: not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son to save the world. And I want to give you all an opportunity tonight, if you've never said yes, I believe in Jesus, to raise your hand. see Jesus is the best teacher of all and when we accept to follow him when we raise our hands to say Jesus I want you in my heart and I want you in my life he is a difference maker so just raise your hands while all heads bowed, and I'm going to pray your prayer because I see those hands Jesus thank you thank you that you chose to be obedient to the will of your Father, and you came and you died on the cross. And I choose tonight to accept you into my life. I choose to follow you for the rest of my days, to spend eternity with you.